There is no charge to cut up your chicken. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Hello, listening audience. It is Dave Zorko here with Saturday Omaha. And on today's show, we are doing a food recognized food episode, which is where we talk to people in and around the restaurant industry about places where they like to eat and so much more. Quite often, our conversations uh, start with what's going on at the restaurant or business and lead into heart and soul and excellent experiences in and around food. My guests are Alejandra and Andrew Miller of Casanova's Butchery. This is a pretty new spot in Omaha at uh, 10914 Elm Street. It's in Rockbrook Plaza off 108th and Center. And this is a neat little shop. They have excellent meats, uh, imported goods, and, and things along those lines. But the most important thing is, well, the food. And then also the service that they provide there. Uh, they are providing kind of that old world charm where it's your neighborhood market and you just go in and get your meat for the day or maybe just for the week and that type of thing but their hospitality was on display I showed up and they they had a table with white linens and a bottle of wine and anyway this is a fun conversation we even had some surprise uh, guests so uh, with that let's get going here on Saturday Omaha's food recognized food well, we better we better get some 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 names uh, to voices on here. So uh, this is Dave with Saturday Omaha. We're doing a food recognized food episode. Sitting in uh, Casanova's butchery, and I am sitting with Alejandra. If I said it correctly, I hope so. Yes, absolutely. And Andrew Miller, uh, mm-hmm. owners and operators of Casanovas. And so where we were kind of getting started here is how Casanovas came to be. And so you had had worked various places around town and, um, you know, like you said, COVID hit and, uh, you know, so that was happening and there's a bay open because Rockbrook was a client of yours and you came home and said, Alejandra, I'm opening up a butcher shop. And then what happened? <laughs> I said, whatever you want, my love. <laughs> <laughs> that simple? It just happened like that. I don't know. There's some smiles back here, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I have always uh, been self-employed, mm-hmm. and I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit, and it's always uh, much, you know, when you got that spirit, it's really hard to work for others. Sure. And I like working with others. I was never really well working for, for others. For others, yeah. And uh, she knew that. <laughs> and... It was kind of a no-brainer because I had the experience. I worked yeah. at very, you know, well-known places. Yeah, I mean, Walner's and Bravo are always known for for good meats and Absolutely. things like that. Yeah, and they were always these small little butcher shops or small little grocery stores. They weren't these right. mega grocery stores necessarily. Uh, so, and they really did a different job. You know, it was a yeah. different service than going to a larger grocery store yeah. uh, or a chain grocery store necessarily. And so I had a unique niche. Yeah. Well, yeah, because those places always, you know, you always feel welcome when you go into a place like that. And mm-hmm. you're going to find, you you know, that whatever's behind the counter is of good quality. And, you know, they paid attention to what was there. And, and so, um, and we'll get into that because I know that some of the feel that and, and what you're bringing here. But, yeah, so continue on. And, um, you know, it, it took, uh, well, we signed a contract. It was it was cool because I retired on in September 24th, 2019 from... Okay. My previous company that yeah. I, I just was like, okay, I'm done. And then uh, we signed the lease here on September 24th, 2021. Oh, wow. Which okay. ironically is my birthday. Oh, what? So I retired on my birthday. <laughs> and then we signed the lease on my birthday here. So it was yeah. kind of like a birthday present yeah. uh, to, uh, to myself a bit. And then uh, six months of this, this used to be a travel agency oh wow okay so it was yellow walls <laughs> turquoise carpet, carpet yep. uh offices office kind of environment in here and we had a lot of remodeling to do and to make it 
what it is in here now with, uh, you know, nice tile on the walls yeah. and uh, putting the cases in. We had to take out the the windows here to even get the cases in here because they oh really fit through the yeah door. oh my gosh mm-hmm. so wow and, and to give credit to Rockwork they have they were very very helpful with us doing this that's awesome they yeah, did a lot of things that I don't think a lot of other um, you know landlords or or bay owners would have done and they really helped facilitate this project a lot that's great because mm-hmm. I suppose they could have just been like no you pay for whatever and yeah you're like, on your own you're on your own no, yeah they, they, they were very helpful they did wow uh, much more than I think anybody would have in in this in the climate sure mm-hmm. and then in the in our situation that yeah. Usually they just hand you the keys and you're like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Hang your leaves Have fun. Peace out. <laughs> yep. Right? Not them. But no, no, they 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 were very hands-on and, and they want they had wanted this for quite a while. Okay. And, okay. Um well, because it's something that's not here because you've got I mean, you're you're close to Great Harvest Bread, so mm-hmm. we, we've got a bakery in here. There's we got the spice shop across the way. We've got uh old world oil and vinegar over there. Right. So you've got supplies, but not meats and Italian goods and things that you're providing here. So and pâtés and fragra and we you know, we make our own pestos and our own tapanade and our hummus and all good you know, cheese. All these. I mean, we uh, have, I don't know, 40 cheeses. Wow. Generally. Well, well and some good butter, because I picked up some of that rolled butter that you have. Uh, that's good stuff. rolled butter yeah. from yeah. Wisconsin. And then we have the French uh, president that's always here, too. And all of the charcuterie, pretty copas, soprasetas, pancetas. Guanciale. Uh, guanciale. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, stuff, stuff that isn't really at the grocery stores or, you know, people are having to buy cases of just to have. Oh, sure. Right. Right. And we were like, no, there's there's a there's a demand for all these things and mm-hmm. we want to fill that gap. Yeah. And the the reception and the. The neighborhood and even. You know, all, all of the Facebook traffic yeah. from, mm-hmm. from uh, what's it? Uh, oh, like Food Lovers. Like and Food Lovers, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Food Lovers has been incredible for us. You bet. Incredible. I, 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 think... I would imagine every third person that's come in here has mentioned yeah. that they found out us about us between Food Lovers. That's awesome. It's huge. And they're, I mean, that group is like 80,000 people now. Wow. It's, I mean, that's over, what, 10% of the Omaha population? <laughs> yeah. That that's it's pretty huge. Well. Yeah. It's been amazing. Everybody's very happy. Uh, we've got uh, incredible reviews. Yep. Yep. Alejandra's uh, more on the tech side, so okay. she reads all the reviews. Yep. I try to answer them just in a timely manner, and, and they all been very good. And every day that I tell you a new review, it just... Makes you go stronger, and yeah, just work harder, and and we love what we do. You know, I I sometimes he says, "Oh my gosh, well, how much more new stuff are you gonna bring?" You know, from different <laughs> places. But I just love it, just to not have the same things always. Yeah. Um, I come from a background as well. When I came to the states, uh, I worked at a French bistro. Oh, awesome! Yes. So, um, so I bring that in. You know, the cheese, the wine, the the charcuterie boards and I just like to keep it interesting and I don't like to see all the time the same things on the on the walls yeah. and because people come in like that I'm from Mexico City awesome and so I remember when I was little every day we had to go to the store for your chicken or your bread yeah. or your vegetables it was a daily thing yeah so that's pretty much what we want to do here um just going old school, yeah, and and do that, you know. And so many uh, of the, I mean, they, they become clients, and I don't consider them customers because these, many people come in two, three times a week, and it, and they're ecstatic to be able to not have to fill their freezer up just to eat well, right? Yeah, yes. and that's a huge, uh, huge change of pace for people that maybe they're not 
necessarily used to and are glad to glad to have. Oh, and you think this is a break in the show. Well, it's not. It's to let you know that something happened as we were talking. There was a customer at the door. And then this happened. Hi! Hi, how you doing, young lady? And so here on display, as we're recording in Casanova's, was that customer service, hospitality, and environment that Alejandra and Andrew are trying to create. There it was. Back to the show. Okay, so depending on how this edits out in the show, this is fantastic. So we're sitting here recording, talking about the the vibe that you guys try to create and the fun that you try to create here, Alejandra and Andrew. And Becky stops in from another local business here in Rockbrook just to say thank you for putting together an awesome charcuterie board for her. Like, yes. And I, I see some smiles on your guys' faces. And, <laughs> and that is like precisely exactly. what you're trying to do. And and the first time that I came in to see you guys, first of all, you, you come in, like you said, you guys did such a great job remodeling in here. It's super clean, but super welcoming all at the same time. A variety of fun products. And, you know, I think, Andrew, I think I had talked to you first when I came in. And, you know, usually, you know, you've got your got your scally cap on, mm-hmm. ready to go, shirt and tie. And uh, if I recall, I think you even carried, helped me carry out my groceries to my car because I, I just kept buying things. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, oh, you you have this? Okay, we'll take that. We'll take that. And um, But, yeah, just the, the, the smile that you are trying to create for someone that walks in mm-hmm. before they even eat the food that you're providing them is here. You know, you're mm-hmm. providing that experience and, and that's just, just wonderful. We, we, we've seen uh, what's kind of happened out there too, where, you know, the, uh, the larger places are trying, they're definitely not doing any sort of customer service. Yeah. They're gearing to everything automated. They, at some places you don't even, you check yourself out. Yeah. Right. And, you know, you walk through aisles and you ask somebody who works there and they know very little and they generally can't even direct you to where you want to, where whatever product you're asking for is. You know, yeah. They'll sit there and they'll look at their phone and they'll say, oh, it's down aisle, whatever, 17. And, um, you know, what? that's actually a huge thing here is that we're we trying have- to reverse that. We're yeah. trying to reverse that and sell the experience and, and give you guys that experience. Yeah. You know, a complete different thing where you can part in front of us. You can just walk in three steps you're in. Do you need help carrying groceries? We'll take them to you. Yeah. You know, will you need help uh, telling us how to cook, you know, how to cook it? We'll tell you or we'll give you tips on how to roast those garlics and yeah yeah do whatever you know what goes with what your wine pairing you know a lot of people a lot of groceries they won't pair uh the wine to the meat and we we do that um unless you're in a restaurant they would do that sure but uh but we do that and we're proud of that yeah all the all the from the meat to the charcuterie to the wines and all the little extra things they all they complement each other, but there's not a lot of over. It's not overwhelming when you walk in here. Sure, and that's yeah. really what we were going for. Also, uh, we wanted people to come in and not feel like bombarded, and not feel like there wasn't anything that that wasn't necessary in here. Right. So right. So, and like emergency staples too, because if you need an onion or a lime or you know potato, we you got you got everybody covered there it's too. Right Garlic there. or shall, shallots or yeah, you know somebody brought in basil for I was us. Just the other fresh day. basil sitting up there. Oh, yes, that's good basil. yes, oh. and, uh, and that's from Valley. So the guy, oh, cool. uh, the guy's son who does he has a basil farm out in Valley. Yeah, uh, he's a he's a patron here, and he said. He said, um, oh, my dad has a basil farm out in Valley, and he knows we make the pesto and everything. He's like, oh, would you like the pesto? Would you like to uh, use our basil? And I was like, bring some in. Yeah. Absolutely. And he brought two, three pounds in, and we started making pesto with it like an hour later. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Super fresh. A lot of people look for the pesto that we do. It's really good. And the hummus as well. Yeah, so you, you guys make your own hummus here too. Yes, That's, tapenade. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We That's marinate cool. the feta as well. 
Marinated feta. Feta and mozzarella. So that's awesome. So, and and Alejandra, I know you also make, because the first time I came in, you had homemade tortillas and there's fajita meat behind the counter too. And I'm guessing you might have had a hand in those uh, those things. Just a little bit. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit. I love doing the salsas as well. Um, Like in Cinco de Mayo, we had, we have uh, homemade. And uh, depending on what the celebration is, uh, we'll, We'll always gear towards that, right? Skirt steak. Skirt steak. We have that. And uh, we're having something for sure for the 4th of July. We'll do something exciting. And yeah. salsa is always good to have. Salsa is right? always good to have. Yeah. No question. We're, we're one of the only places in town that like has not frozen skirt steak, not frozen oxtails. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I, I like... Last year or something before we even decided to do this, uh, I went, I called around a couple places and I was like, Hey, I want to make street tacos. You know, you got skirt steak. And I called three different places, three or four different places. And one place was like, yeah, we have skirt steak. And I was like, all right, I'll be right down. And I went in there and I said, Hey, I called about the skirt steak. And they were like, yeah, there it is. It's over in the freezer. And I was like, but I want skirt steak tonight. I want to make this tonight. Like I have now. like nine. Yeah. People, yeah, I have nine people coming over. I, I still need some fajitas now, not later. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have an extra day, and, and um, you know, it was it was pretty disappointing actually. Yeah. Well, and from from what I understand too, frozen meat. So w- when you freeze it, you get ice crystals, and and the ice crystals can puncture the meat, and it changes the texture of Absolutely. the meat or could versus versus fresh. So yeah. you know. And there's, I mean, you know, it's it's nice to have some frozen ground beef in the freezer for when you need it in case of emergency. But boy, sure. it's nice to get that fresh right out of the case. Right. You know? So we don't even use tube meat for our ground. Yeah. yeah. It's all ground from ground chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, awesome. it, I, that's almost unheard of nowadays. Yeah, because you guys are are grinding and cutting everything in here. Because I mean, I can see, you know, I can see saws and I can see all, all the things that are needed uh, to put the stuff in the case right here. And mm-hmm. when you walk into the counter, I mean, you get that friendly customer service, but you can see where where the action is, so to speak, where things are happening and oh, like making that. our own sausages, uh, grinding our own grind. Mm-hmm. Cutting to order everything, you know, people people will look at the case and they'll say, oh, those those, those ribeyes look great. Uh, and they'll say, uh, but can I get one two inches thick? <laughs> and I'm Nebraska, like, absolutely. <laughs> I, I would never say no. to. And, and if they wanted it a half an inch thick, I, I'd do that also. Sure. So either way, if they want something that they're not seeing that's already in the case, it, it's... It's no big deal yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and a lot of places I used to go, uh, you would get a little sass back. And you'd get a, oh, okay, fine. You know, and, and we're like, yeah, whatever. You, you that case could it. be full. Yeah. And if you want something that's not in, you want something different, no problem. Take care of it. Now, now, if I can ask, where where do where does most of the beef and all meats, the, where's it come, where do you guys source it from? Yeah, all the beef is out of Nebraska. All uh-huh. the pork's out of Iowa. Okay. And, and now the chickens are out of Iowa. Okay. Right at this point. Gotcha. I've been trying to get with some local uh, chicken providers, but we've ha- we've been playing phone tag for three to four weeks. Sure. Sure. Um, uh, Iowa's pretty close. I mean, you can see it mm-hmm. from here pretty much. So, yeah. <laughs> K- kind of yeah. my rule is, you know, hundred miles. Yeah. I want everything within a hundred miles. We deal. We deal with one other um, rancher that is outside of a hundred miles, uh, uh-huh. Loop River. Okay. But outside of that, outside of Loop River, everything's within a hundred miles. Awesome. Our veal uh, comes from Rosebud Veal. Great. They provide. Most restaurants with their lamb and veal in town. Yeah. And they'll get stuff that's, if it's Colorado, that, that's pretty common. Sure. But, but they'll have veal out of, out of Nebraska and, and uh, lamb out of Nebraska also. But that's about as far as that goes. And most veal comes in town. That that's about the only frozen item we'll have is it will be lamb and veal. It's just gotta travel farther. It, it's just gotta. And, sure. and there's so few people that deal with it uh around here. Yeah. That that's kind of the exception. 
but it's not imported. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. It's not New Zealand. It's not tiny little uh, quarter size lamb chops. You know, <laughs> like lamb chops. Pretty nice. Yeah. Real lamb chops. Yeah. And we French everything. Uh, even our, we've had clients come in and they want asabuco, but they want it French. So we'll take the shank and instead of cutting it into two inch chunks, yeah, which is kind of the older way of doing things. Sure. Say, oh, can you French it for us? It's like, absolutely. We'll French it for you. Done. Yeah. Done. Nice. Not a problem. Nice. Well, and you've got a lot of history doing that, right? So, you know. That that may be also the difference. (laughs) You know, I'm 42. There's not a lot of young men out there who, who have the skills to even do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a dying art. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, being in Nebraska, you know the the kind of the home of of great meat. Yeah, and uh, I'm very lucky to have the skill set and never lose it. Really. Yeah. Well, and just that you have fun doing it, and that you yeah. can provide that for people. And we have a, a fan from Facebook that is looking. He's coming. Uh, he's married from somebody from Omaha. Uh huh. They live in France. And um, yeah. he, they're coming in about a month, and he would like to. He's he's a butcher, right? He's training to be a butcher there in France, yeah, right. and he's uh, hoping to have an internship for a day or two while he is here with Andrew. So we're trying to set that wow. up. And how fun is that? Yes, absolutely. So we'll see what he has to also, you know, show and yeah. he'll learn from Andrew. He's really. He always, he's very supportive and he's always uh, commenting. Enjoy, commenting and, and liking what Andrew's doing. So he's looking up to him. Yeah. How did, okay. So one of the things I love about this show and, and, and Food Recognized Food is, was kind of my format to be able to talk with people like yourselves because, I mean, I love to eat food, but I love the, the people connections and the things that happen. I mean, mm-hmm. we just had your, your uh, uh, Rockbrook neighbor stop in a little bit ago <laughs> as we're sitting here. Um, thanking you. You've got somebody from France. Did they just find you or were they like, how did that happen? This was really cool. So um, a couple came in and she had her phone on the whole time when she was, she's like, oh, we're going to go into this butcher shop. And her daughter is married to a French man. Okay. And the whole time they were on Snapchat or or WhatsApp, FaceTime of some sort. Right. And, the whole time they're just they're videoing in here and the the husband is just on the the FaceTime. Yeah. And she, she's talking to me while she's FaceTiming him. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, my son-in-law, he's a apprentice butcher. He's studying to be a butcher in France and she, she he uh he's really interested in your story." <laughs> like, blah, blah, blah. And uh I said, "Oh, yeah. Well, let me see him." And it, she turns the phone around and He's yeah. like, yeah. And then I talked to Andrew about this fan that he has since I do most of the social media with a, a small team of people yeah. that help me, that they're amazing. And he says, I think I know him. He was on the FaceTime already in the story. And I said, well, he wants to be with you and he wants to get with you. So oh, cool. we'll for sure uh, present him also on social media when he comes in. And yeah, and that's something we also do if we have a new teammate. We, we <laughs> right? Isn't that wild? That's yeah. so crazy. Isn't that so great? Cool. Well, and then come in and, and, you know, share, you know, what you guys are doing. You, you've got some French goods in here. So, you know. Yeah. And also, you know, you always you, you hear about, you know, living in Paris or wherever. And it's like, okay. Okay, instead of going to the supermarket, like I'm going to go to the butcher shop, grab mm-hmm. my meats or my breads or whatever, head over or head over to the bakery, grab my bread. Yeah. And those supplies for that day or for because everything is fresh from those local producers Absolutely. and that that you guys are kind of filling that that market. That's there, what we're know? trying to do. I thought it was do. really cool, too, that like it's ironic, like instead of me going to France, <laughs> he's coming to Omaha yeah. and getting that experience. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, even if you... You know, it, you wouldn't think about that coming here, mm-hmm. right? And we're 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 definitely changing the pace, and you know, we're setting a mold mm-hmm. that you know it is void. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to train more people so they can you know redo what we're doing, and yeah. that it continues. The art is an art. It, it yeah. really is. It and really I, is. I, I had a gentleman come in here actually yesterday. In his 60s, 
comes in. He said, oh, I used to be a butcher and this and that and that. And I'm like, oh, wow, great. Thank you. Yeah. You know, you set the pace for us to be able to. Somebody passed this knowledge down to me. Sure. Mm -hmm. I didn't just wake up and know how to do this. (laughs) You can't do that just reading a book. So you cannot learn this in a book. You have to have your hands on it. You have to have a knife in your hand. You have to make mistakes and you have to uh, correct those mistakes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this guy taught somebody who might have taught me how to do this. Sure. And so he was in here. And then now I am the new generation. Mm-hmm. And then this man from France. Right. He's going to take that. We'll be the next way across the globe. Yeah. Exactly. Across the globe. Yeah, yep. exactly. Or our new Blaine might be the or, one. Or Blaine. Yeah. Or Nizzy. Nizzy. Yeah. Or, or uh, even one of our three sons. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's Dave Zorko here. It's break time on the podcast. When you get a second, head on over to FatterdayOmaha.com and check out our Fatterday friends as well as additional content. Just click some buttons and find some cool stuff. Also, if you enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate a review on Google or Apple. That would be super cool or Facebook even. Anyway, let's get on back to the show with Alejandra and Andrew Miller of Casanova's Butchery. Again, that was one of the reasons why we wanted to start this business, too, is we have three sons. Yeah. Um, I would love to have two to three of these in the next 15 years. So definitely looking at some growth and expansion. and Absolutely. That's wonderful. It's needed. With the same kind of imprint, really small, uh, fine-tuned. Not trying to become millionaires, just trying to do... Something fun. Yeah, keep bringing those smiles, but maybe exactly. in more locations. Yes, so, yeah. and, doing and, what we love. Yeah, and so you said you're looking at uh, starting up a bakery on top of this? On, or, or we did, yeah. There are, there are, there are rumblings. <laughs> there are rumblings. <laughs> yeah. And or, or, and or um, you know, a small European grocery in Rockbrook here, too. Oh, cool. Uh, we, there's always, uh, you know... A lot of the businesses that have been here that have been here for many, many years. Yeah. And some of them are on their way out and some of them are attached to us. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, one of our kind of thoughts was if our, you know, if one of our neighbors ceases to be here, we would love to expand and have European or, or a unique grocery store, but not, not big. Sure. Just to, you know... 800, 1,000 square feet extra yeah. and turn it into a, a place that is more than what we're providing. Yeah. yeah. Come in and get your fresh baguettes and, and whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Something oh, else and of the, that sort. And you know, yeah. kind of the finer things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, for sure. For more, sure. Wine. Mm-hmm. more wine. More wine. More grocery. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's a lot of requests too. A lot of people, yeah. And then we try to to complete it all, we try to get all the products that people. The goal is to accommodate it, any request. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not overpromise. Uh huh. But uh, at least make a strong effort to get anything we can. How, yeah. How do you? Okay, so I mean, because you have to have your your regular products in to keep the business going. You can't carry everything in the world. So how do you how do you do that? That's such a neat niche to be able to provide. You know those requests and things like that. So, so how how does that work? So, if somebody says, like, oh, "I want a wine," do you just check with your distributors see if you can get it? And then mm-hmm. if you can, you do that type Absolutely. of thing. Absolutely, yeah. I see. You know, if, see. if they want a certain wine, and we call our distributors, and we can get if they want two of them, and we can get six of them, we'll take six of them. If we have to buy a whole case for it, we'll buy a whole case for it, yeah. and we'll sell the rest of it. Yeah. It, usually, when people are asking for something specific, it's pretty good. That's, oh, that's fair. So, yeah. That's true. Yep. And others <laughs> see it and get in love with it. And uh-huh. then it's it's hard to keep up, right? Uh, Absolutely. It's hard to keep up. But, you know. The fragra. Yeah, the, the guanciale. The guanciale. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people. These are things that people ask for. And we were like, oh, yeah, we Let's don't have that. We'll get go get it. it. Yeah. And yeah. now it's in our case all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we go through a case of guanciale. Every ten days, yeah. Wow. Every, every yeah. two weeks, wow. Just because yeah. somebody suggested you might want to, and then exactly, it, it just people liked it. Hundred yeah. percent. That's yeah. wonderful. They just come yeah. in and and boudinoir, wow. blood sausage. You know, people come and ask us for that. Sometimes we have to wait a little longer, and but we pressure the you know distributors or whomever has to do it, and yeah, 
and but amazing things that people ask for. We're gonna do porchetta like next week. Yeah. Wow. Some so a guy from born and raised in Chicago. He came uh-huh. in. He said, "Oh, uh, you, can you do a porchetta?" I said, "Yes." <laughs> he said, "Really?" I said, "Yes." I'll do it for you. Yeah. And yeah. and then I started telling customers and clients about it. I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to do a porchetta. Uh, this guy from Chicago wants me to make them. They're like, really? Will you make me one? And I'm like, absolutely. So so I need some education here because I have certainly had oh, pancetta. Porchetta. But tell me about porchetta. Yeah, porchetta. Porchetta <laughs> is, is, a, is a, it's a pork loin, uh-huh. boneless pork loin, wrapped inside a pork belly. Oh, whoa. But the pork belly is is uh, variegated. Yeah. And then you throw basil, garlic, salt, pepper. Uh, you can you can put cashews or pine nuts in it if you'd like. Okay. Uh, but it's it's not basil. Huh. Or, it's, or excuse me, it's not pesto. Okay. It's loose and oh. and uh, Is it rolled like a roulade? And then it's mm. rolled and then you Ugh. have to sew it shut. Wow. And oh. most pork, a good pork cheddar will uh-huh. have a skin on it. Okay. Okay. So then you put it on a, a spindle. Yeah. On your grill. Yeah. And then you have crackling. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. And you have basil, you know, then you have the pork belly. Yeah. And then you have the basil in between. And then you have the pork loin in the middle. That sounds phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It has to be. They generally, <laughs> they generally end up being about 15 pounds. Oh, my gosh. So the first guy was like, "Yeah, give me, give me the whole. I'll take the whole fifteen pounder." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> whatever, whatever you need, sir." <laughs> Is and your grill then, big enough for this? Right. <laughs> That's I, I was like, well, "Yes, sir." <laughs> and then the the. I told a few of the customers, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, that's kind of big." And I said, "Well, we'll cut you off a piece of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, you can have five or six pounds of it." Yeah. Yeah. And then, as we were talking, having our conversation, there was a customer at the door. Then this happened. How are you How guys? How you doing today? Another example of Andrew and Alejandra creating the environment that they want their customers to have. Welcoming, helpful, and there was a conversation that uh, we're not going to feature here on the show because it was between them and their customers, but uh, it was just it was just cool. Super cool. We're sitting there uh, having a great conversation, and uh, there it was, precisely what we were talking about, but uh, back to the show. We're you, got, you got the rain, Alejandra. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm the shy one. Remember? You're not shy. No. I, you've, I've talked to you a couple of times. What what what's kind of fun is so I was uh, talking with uh, uh, Corina Figueroa. She's the head chef at Lola's in Dundee. Oh. She is also from Mexico City. Oh. Okay. And so we're talking to her about you know how you know she got her start in food and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So did you now? So you handle some of the wine pairings and things like that as well. So yes. what, what's your background of like how did you get started? doing things like that so when i came from mexico city at 18 years old i started working at a bistro downtown okay so um yeah the owner just you know uh with a very nice heart you know, started teaching me you know, cooking and and about the wine he would get maps out Oh, wow. Yeah, it would be educational. Um, I would be on that age where you want to learn everything. And I still am. Uh, But he he just took his time to teach me everything that that um I think I know about wine, at least and cheese. And uh, so so therefore, I I think I grabbed the the cheese that that we need and that is delicious and that I remember from back when I just came and 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 the wine that yeah. I remembered we we loved and he liked and and it's delicious I think and yeah. Andrew once Andrew approves I think we <laughs> we are good right with wine she's, and cheese she's a senator I'm the president. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All the guys are the legislators. They give good ideas. Yep. Yep. On Thursday, he gets his wine in or Thursday or Friday. And he says, what did you order this time? (laughs) So then I just have to do a quick description of, of, of what it is. Of course, he tries it. Of, he not? doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't even need the description after you know the first uh, wine glass. Yeah, you have to try everything you get. Yeah, and so then then um, you know if people need a taste, he yeah. will absolutely give it as well. That way they they know what they're buying. Yeah, and uh, if we they like sharing. Yeah, 
And uh, and I think that's how it goes, right? I add um, maybe uh, one or two different kinds every week. Uh huh. At least one. At least one. Yes. Very least. So so what? Uh, so okay. Since this is audio, we have to describe what what where we are. Of course, we describe being in Casanovas, but we had talked before the episode, and I said, you know, hey, you know, do you want to record at the shop? And you're like, sure. Do you need anything? Oh, well, just a table. Okay. <laughs> This is not just a table. <laughs> we we have a beautiful view of outside blue skies, mm-hmm. wonderful weather, 70 degrees or so today. And I come in <laughs> and Alejandra and Andrew have a, a white linen tablecloth with chairs and popped a bottle of wine. So <laughs> cheers, cheers, cheers to everyone to out there. So we have this wonderful table and... What is our wine pairing for the podcast today for the for the radio show? Podcast what, what, podcast uh, wine pairing is <laughs> at, at Coderon uh, 2020. Very nice. Yeah, yeah super great French blend. Yeah. Yep, that we we might even get some cheese out to do a yeah, a, a little idea. pairing here Ooh, for you. Oh my goodness, this yes. is this is going to be the fanciest Saturday uh, <laughs> Omaha radio show and podcast ever. Uh, that is fantastic. So. I, if so, if people are coming in to buy meats and things, so you'll help them with the wine pairing or cheese or things like that. Yeah. Um, just high level. Is there any advice you would give to you know the the home cook or somebody out there that maybe is trying to figure out which wine or which cheese to buy? Any threads that they could, you know, think about? Oh, they're they're motioning at each other because they both have expertise here. <laughs> or it's like, no, you go, no, you go. So take the floor, my love. <laughs> Any, any, uh, for, for pairing, um, well, always looking, depending if you're going to have some fish, you might want to go for sure with white wine, uh-huh. um, sparkling for sure. When it's a celebration, yeah. I always, I always want that. And uh, one of the things that I always do is, is very seasonal. All our wines are very seasonal. Of course, in the winter, we have our Bordeaux and the Rhones that we're a little late, but we're still drinking it. Um, yeah, we just love that one. So always go with the season. Always go with what you're eating. Of course, a big uh, piece of meat, the prime ribs with stronger wines and um, blue cheese. Um, we we like to pair it with the the one over there, Saturns, which is a little sweeter. It's uh-huh. a um, uh, a dessert wine. So it depends. We have a lot of stuff here that as the summer comes, the the wine gets sweeter. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot of people looking for Moscatos. Yeah. So I can't even keep up with that. Yeah. Um, Rosas. Rosas, yes. They go, they go much better with the charcuterie boards, too. Like yeah. the sweeter wines. Yeah. You know, like, especially in the summer, you're sitting out in your yard or at a park or, you know, you have friends or... We're very fortunate. We have a lot of fantastic uh, ladies come in here. Uh-huh. And... You know, they're sitting with their girlfriends. They order a charcuterie board for two or four or whatever, and they buy a nice wine. And they're always like, oh, what kind of wine should we get? Well, it's summer. Let's have a nice sweet wine. Yeah. We even have some sangria right now. Sangria huh? right yeah. now. Yeah, we, we just, have sangria right now. We just wow. got it in. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Justin. Um, every every dish has a – or every every meat – Every charcuterie board has a different push on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be you're having like we did, we did a we did pork tenderloins. Uh, what three weeks ago mm-hmm. was our special, and we had we fanned out the pork tenderloin. We rolled it with garlic, rosemary, and what was it? Garlic, rosemary, sun-dried tomatoes. and sun-dried tomatoes. Mm-hmm. That's right. That was delicious. Yeah. So. You know, we're going to pair something lighter red with that mm-hmm. as opposed to a charcuterie board. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if somebody, uh, or during Easter, we did a leg of lambs. I think we went through three cases of leg of lambs, mm-hmm. three to four. Lots of prime ribs as well. Lots oh, of prime yeah. ribs. Yeah. Uh, and we, we did bone in prime ribs. We did like standing rib roast as opposed yeah. to. Yeah. And we made a special of it, uh, you know, on our on our uh, websites and and on our Facebook and Instagram. 
because we really want to encourage people to kind of do things the uh, a better way. And you know, you can get a prime rib and you can put it on a rack, like a metal rack in your in your oven, or you can get a standing rib roast and have that rack built in. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. So we would tie we would take the the prime the prime rib off of the bone, tie it so that it's uniformed, uh-huh. so that it cooks evenly. Oh, yeah. So you do a cut, and then you put put the meat back on the bone and tie it on the 100%. bone. 100%. Right. And then we would tie it back onto the bone. Yeah. So and not so- only are you getting a uniform piece of meat that cooks evenly. Right, because the bone helps shield the meat a little bit from that All the heat. juices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, all the, and then you don't have a, 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 soggy. a soggy prime rib either. Yeah. You yeah. Know, a lot of people, they'll, they'll, they won't even put a rack. Yeah. And so with a with a standing rib roast, you have it built in. Yeah. And then you well, also get the important. bone flavor. Right. That's all that changes everything. There. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then with the the leg of lambs, we would debone the leg of lamb, take out the gland, because there's a uh, two glands inside of the leg of lamb. We okay. would take uh-huh. out the glands, and then take the femur bone out of it and tie the femur bone back into it. Wow. Okay. So that when you're cutting into the leg of lamb, you're not fighting to get it off the bone sure which wow. i mean unfortunately it's really hard to find that nowadays mm-hmm. yeah well and, and just somebody that knows that you need to do those things or you know whatever exactly. so right a lot of people they're like oh i don't like the taste of lamb and it's uh, you know 80 percent of the time it's because whoever cooked the lamb didn't take out the glands mm-hmm. and the gland will just destroy the lamb yeah. So oh, I can see that really changing flavor and who knows what else. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then just having a butcher that has the knowledge to be able to take that out and it's not an extra service. Yeah. It's, it's a, part it's of a, the It's a necessary service. We want everybody to enjoy their meal. We want um people to not have to worry about those variables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you come into the butchery here those things are already taken care of. That's uh, great. Uh, even, oh, can you cut up my chicken? Yeah, there's, oh, how much is it to cut up the chicken? There is no charge to cut up your chicken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you ask us to cut up the chicken, you're already buying the chicken from us. We're very grateful for all of our, our clients and customers. Mm-hmm. Gladly we cut up the chicken. It takes seconds yeah well uh, especially you know having a practiced hand yeah. yeah it takes you seconds and i think i'm looking at some probably some spatchcock chickens uh sitting over there in the case right now yeah. so you don't have to do that at yes. home yeah. they're just ready to go the, so the, if, if they want the legs tied or if they want them spatched it's not an issue it's, it's a, a non-issue for me oh my goodness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's wonderful it that's just wonderful. takes a request yeah just ask which i will which used to be normal yeah Used to be and now it's a, a big huge deal and and for me uh, that's actually one of the you know that's one of the reasons we wanted to do this yeah mm-hmm. we want to bring back that normality of just a full service sure yeah a without any fuss about it sure mm-hmm. no no mm-hmm. no like, uh, we're excited or... to do it yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. for sure oh that's so cool yeah. well we'll we'll circle back around here in a minute but I I do need to ask you about places that you guys like to eat because we need to get that out there as well. So yes. now obviously running a business takes a lot of time and so you're yes. probably here most of the time. Yeah. But Alejandra and Andrew, when you do get out to eat in the Omaha area, where do you guys like to go? Alejandra was a, a chef at La Bouvette for many years. So we... we oh, and, okay. And it's this actually is why we, where we met. <laughs> we met at La Bouvette. I... So... I must say that it took me way too long to make it down to La Bouvette. I made it down there very recently within the last couple of months. What a great experience that is. It is such a fun place. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And and it it really built me into, you know, the knowledge that I have right now. And as far as going to places, we cook a lot at home, especially having all these ingredients. Um, when we have gone out, um, we normally would go to either La Bouvette or Dario's. Dario's. Oh, Dario's. Yeah. The Dario burgers so good. Yes, for a while. yes. We have one of the employees that also, or team members that worked at Dario's. And oh. so he brings that, you know, that knowledge as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, the um, the uh, Del Mar. 
Isla del Mar. Oh, Isla del Mar. Yes. Yes. Isla del Mar. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love Isla del Mar. Towers Best sushi of town. seafood. Exactly. Best sushi. Really? Best sushi. I, I have not had the sushi there. I had the uh, uh, the Imperial Tower, La, La yeah. Torre Imperial. Yeah. Imperial yes, Tower, you got it? Yes, I did. Awesome. And, uh, and then uh, my, my co-diner got the uh, Mokohete Mar, the oh, big, yeah. huge, the, with the whole fish on top. Yeah, and, the one that you went at last oh, time. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And it, it's such a fun place. And the <laughs> we music. sat down, music, and, and they have, have you seen the serving robot that drives yes. around? I just saw that last yeah. yeah, what a fun spot. I thought, oh my gosh, if he can do all my, my house things, you know, the robot <laughs> like that. <laughs> can I take it with me? Um, but I yeah, it's hard it's hard to get us out of Isla del Mar, right? Uh, I, we, I like Isla del Mar. We just, we just feel like we are back in Mexico or in Cancun. Once we are there, a lot of mariachi music and, yeah. and all the stuff that I feel familiar with. But other than that is... Yeah, it would be La Bouvette or Darius. Hey, we like a taco truck, too. Oh, hey, yes. Absolutely. Hey, we, oh, love, yes. we love a taco truck, too. There's yes. No bias. Yes. No, there, there's so many good ones around town. Do you guys have a favorite that you go to or just pick one? Or like Yes, those? it's called oh. Dos Soros, and Dos it is in 24th and... Off of 24th and F. Yeah. Yeah. I live in that area, so I'm very familiar. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yes. Yes. Nice. Yes. yes. We yes. Just, they just know us already. We put a little blanket on in the grass. There's a little oh. grass space, and then we just sit down, and the five of us eat oh, and awesome. some tacos yeah. and camp in oh. there for a little bit is yeah. it camp or yeah, camp, yeah. yeah. picnic 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah so we do that and so other than that is cooking at home i think yeah we're, we're I, i'm a very blessed man i i i'm a butcher <laughs> and my wife uh was a chef for many many years so and we have three children too and uh we also value like sitting down at the table absolutely that's and, a lost yeah. thing these yeah. days quite often mm-hmm. yeah especially having three sons yeah. You know, teaching them etiquette and and showing them um, the value of cooking at home too is sure. is also uh, it can be lost too. You yeah. know, it's it's great to go out and have a, a nice meal, especially uh, we we've never shied away from taking our kids out to restaurants. Sure, yeah. not not just because uh, we like having. You know, we, we generally do it on a Sunday if we do go out to eat. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's also, you know, it's, it's it's important for young people to go out and learn how to sit and be respectful at a restaurant outside of, uh, you know, we, we've also we've experienced, you know, young people sitting on uh, technology and stuff while we're at restaurants, too. But we we generally are doing it as a lesson for our children to sit down enjoy a meal uh have some etiquette uh, and, and be patient and because be patient. normally and enjoy the meal my meals when i was little the meal I, I mean the sunday dinner with my family it was we started it probably at two and we finished at eight or nine yeah so they went for hours and we sat there and we had to participate in the conversation and we had to talk and they were you know, situations and you might grab a napkin and fill it all up with all kinds of drawings. And, you know, maybe you talk to the people next door and then you cross with the other one. It's, you know, that we're, that's what we're trying to do with our children, too, that, yeah. you know, talk, learn how to talk to people. And uh, because if they ever take over, there's a lot of, of conversations that need that's to true. be had. Yes. Or how to hold a fork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my kids, if, when we go out and eat and if they grab a, a fork or a spoon, and we had a rule. It was if, it, if you hold it over the shoulder, it's a weapon. If you hold it below your shoulder, that's where you're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Put the fork down. Yeah. It becomes a weapon already. Yeah. Yeah. We, have three, we have three yeah. sons, so, uh, you know. Yeah. Start jousting with Everything's a weapon. Yeah. yeah. Right. Everything is oh, a weapon. So, yeah. It teaches them also patience because oh. tables are for for having eating good, having a nice conversation. Not for not just eating. Let's go. No. Well, and that that shared experience that you get at a table is so so valuable. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even us here. I mean, we've got a nice glass of wine. We've got a nice table. We're sharing some good conversation about food. And you know, it's just it's just something that you can't have if you're in separate rooms or you know the those type of things. And so, so I, I'm kind of curious because I did want to talk about food and food memory and things that, you know, 
you kind of bring with you to this day. You're talking about uh, Alejandra, your your uh, meals. I, I'm assuming in Mexico City, mm-hmm. starting at 2 p.m., ending at 8. What you know? Tell me about the the table and who was eating with you and what foods did you like and and what what was that. You know, what was that like? Wow, I wish I would have brought my sister. She's in town, so she oh, could tell me all great. about it. That would have been great, too. No, we would probably start crying. Oh, yes. uh, You know? Um, so, huge family. Of course, my mother uh, was one of 12. Okay, yeah. So, uh, the grandma is the grandma, right? Yeah. Um, grandpa was was gone by then when I was uh, eight years old or 10 years old. But it started by one at a time coming in, one family at a time. Probably by the end, we were about 60 people in the whole house. Wow. Not sure how we feed. You made it. But Melita had a big house. So, yeah, we all fit. We made it. You know, you just make it. The children go and get the bread. They come back, you come back with all the bread, then they send you just to keep you busy. Maybe. Sure, you bet. <laughs> maybe well, for you that. feel important. You too, feel important. You go get the bread, yeah. and then you forget to ask something. So you come back and ask the question, "What kind of bread did you say?" <laughs> <laughs> so then it's better because it makes more time for you to be gone, right? Doing something else. Um, vegetables. You come back and they want to do the vegetables. Uh, what else? Just we drink a lot. Uh, we drink, uh, you know, uh, the Perrier's uh-huh. uh, mineral water. So that's another trip. So everything had to be bought in different places as well. Yeah. Uh, the butchery. Um, what did my grandma used to cook? Huh. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think. Chiles rellenos for sure. Yeah. Um, she used to do that. She had a tiendita, no? She also had a small store like this. Oh. So she lived right across the store. Uh-huh. She could see it. Um, she, she had a ba- balcony. Yeah. Uh, and she could oversee it. If somebody was working there, she could just say hello. Or all the neighborhood um, would knew her. And yeah, she was kind of famous. Abuelita's keeping an eye on everybody. Sí, Abuelita. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well-known woman. Yeah, yes. but Abuelita would give the store away. Uh-huh. Abuelita would just uh, have books and books of people and families that would pay her one day. Uh-huh. And credit. And credit and credit. So that's that's something also that probably I learned. She put Sometimes she put us in the, in the cashier just to start learning. We were probably eight or ten or something sure. just on the weekends tortas. Mm, tortas she made tortas um wow yeah i remember going to the store too when we i went to you mexico got to city go there. for the first time and uh it was really uh, mexico city is beautiful people uh, there's a lot of un- it's very underestimated and and uh i think it's the paris of north america truly mm. like it, mexico city is you know, people go to Mexico, but they go to Cancun, or they go to Acapulco, or or whatever, or Cozumel, or and they something. stay on the resort, and, and they stay on the yeah. resort, and they're missing out on uh, places like Merida and Mexico City and Monterrey. These are super, super mm-hmm. eclectic, beautiful cities that have tons of culture and uh, a feeling about them that I- I've never, I've never experienced them. Before being there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll tell you, that's that's the end of our show today with Andrew and Alejandra Miller of Casanova's in Rockbrook. And there's more to this conversation. And we'll have that on an upcoming episode because there's some really fun tales about food and family in Mexico City. And I want to share those with you. And we will. With that, then, that's the end. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and more content at FatterdayOmaha.com. Thanks for listening, and stay hungry. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this.